make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. I woke up this morning. Go. Here's the crystal healing bed that we're going to talk about in this podcast, little kitty cat. <laughs> this is very interesting. All right, cool. So we are live. We are live with Shirley Sheldon. And uh, just a little intro. This is Trud, as I call him in the podcast. He's been in a few episodes now. He's my roommate down in college. Uh, this is his mother. So, hello. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I thought a really good intro question for you would be, okay. who is John of God? Or to you, or just as objectively as you can explain that okay. for him. Um, well, right here on the mantle, I have a picture of John of God. And um, John of God is a Brazilian. He is a world-renowned uh, spiritual medium. Um, he has been doing his mission for over 50 years. Uh, in Brazil, um, and basically, oh, I would say, ever since Oprah went down there four or five years ago, um, the the casa, which means house, uh, where he does his spiritual work, uh, has just exploded in terms of um, people now come from all over the world, you know, for healing. So um, John of God is just a very simple man. Uh, he um, I think has like maybe a second grade education, um, but um, in his younger years, um, Saint Rita, who um, some people may know uh, in the Catholic tradition, uh, the saint of impossibilities, um, basically appeared to him and you know told him that um, he had a mission um, and um, that God was going to use him, and God has used him. Um, How old was he? I think he was in his teens. I'm not exactly That's sure. That's a lot of responsibility for yeah. a teenager. Yeah, and bless his heart, uh, as, a, as a kid, he was very poor. Um, and they often went hungry. Um, and um, so as an adult in his adult life, um, he, he does a lot of service um, in terms of, you know, feeding the hungry, um, you know, just um, helping people. In, in lots of different ways. But, you said he's performed a lot of miracles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so basically, uh, um, as a medium, what happens is um, John of God just pretty much just checks out, like loses consciousness, goes to sleep. And um, um, these very highly evolved spiritual beings, um, some of them that you know the general public might be familiar with, that were known as saints in their day, like... St. Ignatius, the founder of the Jesuits, um, St. Francis of Assisi, uh, very highly evolved beings will actually work through him to do miracles. Um, and this has been going on for years and years and years. He basically says, it is not I, but God who heals. And he also says that he will continue to do this mission for as long as, as God wants him to, as long as he's alive. Um, and of course, he's been doing it for over 50 years. Um, wow. And people come... You know, in recent years, thousands um, from all over the world, the word's out, um, and they're in their healings, you know, um, often on the physical level. Um, I believe always on the spiritual level, um, in the mental and emotional. 
Um, and I've, I've, I've seen healings of... Firsthand. Um, yes, firsthand. Wow. Um, uh, uh, my first trip down there, my, the lady next to me uh, had uh, liver cancer with a very, very, uh, maybe six weeks left to live. And um, I'll tell the story. Totally. Um, so um, healing happens in lots of different ways. Uh, sometimes people are invited to sit in a, a, a room. It's called the current room and meditate. Uh, sometimes they're, at, you know, always encouraged to drink water that John Agai is blessed when he's incorporated as a, an entity, which translates spiritual being in English. Um, sometimes uh, they go in, f in front of John of God and, and uh, when he's incorporated and um, um, the person's asked to have a spiritual intervention where they're worked on. I've had many of those over the years. Sometimes they're asked to go um, to the sacred waterfall, um, which is there at the Casa. It's a little bit of a walk um, and, and stand under the water. This lady with the, the cancer um, um, she actually um, went to the, the waterfall and had to go to the restroom. And so uh, sitting, going to the restroom, and didn't realize that she got in a nest of fire ants, which oh, could wow. be lethal, um, you know, and they got her. And, um, um, and the people that were with her were like, oh, my goodness. The first thing they thought was get her under the water, you know, and she was just on fire, you know, and... and um, um, and they, and they got her to the water and, you know, and she stood under the waterfall. And um, the next day after this experience, um, she goes in front of John of God, you know, to wait at her turn behind the hundreds, the thousands that stand in line to, to, go, to go in front of him. And um, when she got in front of him, of course, he, one of the spiritual beings was working through him and looked at her and... Uh, before she had a chance to say anything, he basically said, we sent the ants. And as I understand, you know, fire ants, um, you know, it, it, in some traditions, you know, the, the correlation between nature and animals, and it, they can be healing, you know, uh, can, can remove toxins, you know. Right. Um, and so that was part of part of the whole experience for her um, and, and she did um, go home and was healed you know of a, a, of a condition that when she got down there she did not think she would recover from you wow. know? liver cancer is pretty serious stuff you know so um, yeah I, another lady this was my third trip down um, was was um, wheeling her husband in, in front of the Blessed Entity, as, as John of God's called when he's incorporated. And um, he, he had some type of paralysis or Parkinson's, I don't recall exactly what. And um, um, she wheeled him in front of the Blessed Entity and um, said, my, you know, my, I brought my husband. And he goes, oh yes, yes, we know. We're, we're already working on him. We're, because there's so many spiritual beings that work through John of God. And he goes, but we need to work on that brain tumor in your head. Uh, may we work? And she had no idea. No clue. No clue. She's like, I have a brain tumor. And he's like, yes, and we must get it out. She's like, okay, well, I happen to be there. <laughs> 
you know. Watching and this whole interaction. I did not see that interaction. Okay. I heard that about that after the fact. But I was like on the third row. So uh, at the Casa, which is named after St. Ignatius, who was the founder of the Jesuit order, a great saint. Um, and that is kind of underneath Jesus is kind of the overlying saint who manages the Casa. Uh, so the main room that you walk into, uh, that kind of a meeting hall, is where often um, John of God, when he's incorporated, will come out on the stage and, and sometimes do actual physical surgeries. And these surgeries uh, often exist outside of the paradigm of the reality that most of us live in, but I've witnessed them firsthand for years. I've been, it's now 2018, I've been going there since 2005. How many times have you been since 2005? Nine. I've been, been nine. there nine times. Okay, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah it's, my, it's my, my calling. My mission is connected with John of God's mission to support him and, um, yeah, yeah, and to, to just be connected with the work that's going on there. But so often he'll come out on the stage and he'll do surgeries. Um, and um, one of the surgeries is... Uh, a, a little kitchen knife that goes right up through the nose into the brain. Oh wow! And and another surgery is that same knife uh, scraping the eye. Um, snow anesthesia and I know have been right there, and uh, it's been done for fifty. These people are fully conscious, getting a knife shoved up their nose mm -hmm. to or, their brain, mm -hmm. or their eyes scraped. Those are two of the most common. Um, Could you imagine being the first person? That'd be. That'd be no. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do what? <laughs> and, and though we don't understand it, it has the ability to work on up to nine different things in the body, and um, people often have uh, powerful healings as a result of, of these interventions. So those are only two, but those are two of the more common. And um, um, and of course, there's so much skepticism, especially people that are coming for the first time, and so. Often, um, the blessed entity will look out in the crowd and know who the doctors are out there, know who the skeptics are, and he'll invite them to come up and help. You know, to hold the, the instruments or the, where he washes his hands. And in all these years, there's never been an infection. There's never been a death. Of course, there couldn't be or he wouldn't be practicing still. Um, um, and I've watched many of these. And... Um, um, and, and, the, and the people just kind of just go, you can feel the energy, it gets really huge, and they just kind of go into a relaxed state, and they don't move while it's happening. And then they're down <laughs> for a day or two or three, you know, and um, it's wow. powerful. And, um, um, and the, the, the beautiful documentary um, I was telling you about earlier, uh, many of these actual surgeries are, 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 are shown. On on some of the you know documentaries that have been done, but uh, back to my lady with her husband in the wheelchair and the inoperable. So here I am on the first or second row with my my friend, my best friend Darlene, who is a nurse, and um, he comes out with her, and I of course am afraid of blood, but I'm <laughs> uh, I just um, yeah, and uh, he sets her right there on the stage and takes a little like paring knife and he just goes and I don't know because that's bone I think you know I think this is he bone. goes in through the top of her head yeah he does and I'm like from here to how with no incisions or with anything? a with a little kitchen knife you know 
And in fact, there's even a book written, one of the many books written about him is something like The Man with the Kitchen Knife, something like that. Um, but um, yeah, he takes it, and she, and I'm not that far away, I'm on the third row. And, um, and, and she's sitting there. And this is your best friend. No, my best friend's sitting next to me, but oh, the lady yeah. who'd wheeled her chair, her, who brought her husband down for healing, and he says, we're working on him, but we're going to work on you. Surprise, surprise. And uh, so she's there. And, uh, um, and I'm looking, and he takes that knife, and he pulls out, it must have been that big, out of her brain. Tumor. Yeah, yeah, right in front, right in front of me, in front of all of us. And uh, plops it in a pickle jar. I mean, there's a whole room full of, you know, tumors and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. And um, I know. What? And and then yeah, and she just sits there. So fast forward, I'm coming home. I'm at the airport, and I look over, and who do I see but this lady with her husband? And she's like got this light, like she's just glowing, like like just radiate you know and I just have to go over to her you know because I was on the third row when I saw that and I go I was on the third row when I saw that I go did you did you she she goes no I didn't know it was there but I sure am glad he got it out wow and I go uh did did you have any pain and she says honey I didn't feel a thing and um what did they do about patching up her head I don't remember. I I, I I don't remember. I think, well, now I can't remember how he did that one particularly, but I've watched enough that sometimes it looks like he just takes a little needle and some, you know. Just sews it right yeah, back up? Yeah. And, uh, but that one was, like, very palpable to me because I was so close, you know, and then I ran into the lady. She was a minister, uh, like, from somewhere south, Georgia or Mississippi or... Um, but yeah, that, so that, so he, he does, um, many of those physical surgeries and of course there's a lot of notoriety and notoriety and publicity about that because you try to do that up here and the person would, you know, die. And, um, um, but mostly he can, the blessed entities can do that same kind of work on people with what they call spiritual interventions. They don't need to do the physical, but some people just want the physical, you know, they want to see the cut or whatever, you know, um, but the same kind of work can be done spiritually, um, and I, I've had many spiritual interventions over the years, um, and I, my first one was the most powerful, I went down there the first time because I had horrible headaches, and um, um, when I went into the room where the spiritual intervention happens, I could feel my whatever this organ is, I think it's your liver maybe, I don't know what's over here, being flipped. Like like when I was pregnant, like when the baby would kick, only it was I could feel it actually being flipped. Really? And I'd had headache horrible headaches for years and tried everything. And that can't be good, yeah. That's what led me down there. And um um yeah and 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 that's that was my experience of that that um first um intervention. Um, but yeah, people go there for help with all kinds of things, and you know, inoperable brain tumors, spinal tumors, cancer, AIDS, um, you name it. And it all gets healed. Many people have physical healings, 
in my in my younger years there i i was very naive and i thought that um anybody would have anything we didn't have to worry anymore they just go see john of god they'll be healed what i've since learned is that uh, when people go with an open heart and really want healing they will receive healing um often it will be on the physical plane and often it will be miraculous but sometimes it will not be on the physical it will be on the spiritual or the mental or the emotional like my friend Arlene, um, she had stage 4 cancer, and uh, she went down there once with me and then again six months later. And she actually died um, in a hospital when she was there. Um, but what, what she said to me before she died um, was, I have been healed. And, um, and basically she meant that her heart, her soul, had been healed and that she... Um, she came to know how loved she was and how loving God was. And, um, and so I think as humans, we, we think healing, we're real focused on the physical. Of course, we're attached to life, our life here, you know. But it's so much bigger than that, you know. Um, the Casa works from a spirit, spiritist framework, you know, which is about the soul is constantly evolving. And we do it here in the earth plane, but we also do it, you know, beyond the earth plane right. and um, so um, while mo- all of us are attached to having a physical healing sometimes a greater healing well I think all the time the greater healing is what happens internally yeah that, that makes sense yeah. so what would you say to any skeptics what would you personally say well I have St. Ignatius's words on the back of my business card because there are um many skeptics you know and this is a um, something that can't you know be rationally explained and um, it's something to the effect of he says for those who believe no words are needed for those who don't believe no words are possible can you say that one more time mm-hmm. for yeah I think I you got it on my, my card right here I have to give you my and you said that that book right there was the book that inspired oh, you to go down there. Um, no, I actually I I found this book uh, later, um, but this book um, is written by Heather Cumming, who is um, um, kind of a right hand person to John of God. Um, she does a lot of interpreting uh, for him. She's American, uh, but she's you know with him a lot. And it's called John of God, the Brazilian Healer Who's Touched the Lives of Millions. And there's been lots and lots of books written about John of God and many, many good ones. But this is one of my, my favorite books. Um, and I think the reason I, I, one of the reasons I like it so much is uh, because it's got these beautiful pictures um, in it, like where John of God grew up. And then it's the only book um, where the sacred waterfall I was telling you about was right. allowed to be photographed. And like I shared with you earlier, in this photograph is it took me you know a long time before I saw it but it's the the Blessed Mother is right there present in the in the water um, and it actually it took me a while to see it but yeah. I saw it I saw the hands <laughs> and um, like um, some of these pictures you can see um, you know the the spiritual beings um, wow that is extremely vivid too yeah I have some photographs I've taken where stuff like this has shown up um, and who is that man right there? 
That's John of God. This is when he was much, wow. much younger. And here he is there. Yeah. Like, those are very clear images. Yeah. And um, this is someone you can almost see. Like, I always told you the lady that had the brain tumor. Um, it's almost like a, I don't know. I, like, see it with my, my spiritual eye rather than my physical eye. But it's almost like a haze. And you can kind of see it, like, I don't know. Um, just the energy around him as he's preparing, you know. I like how in this picture he has Jesus' hair. Uh, yeah. Outlined. It looks like yeah. he has Jesus' hair. Yeah, well, and, it's, and right behind him is a picture of Jesus, you know. So I don't think that's any. And then you can see kind of the gold light. Um, oh, here, he, you know, I was telling you about the, the one surgery where he does the nose. And I actually said it was a knife, but I think it's a different instrument. For the nose, I'm not exactly. Looks like a long pair of tweezers. Yeah, I think that's actually what it is. Let's see if it says a six-inch surgical Kelly clamp. Kelly clamp. Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. And it says the clamp had beforehand been wrapped in cotton and dipped in holy water. So, as the Kelly clamp is removed, one can see the energy radiating from the spiritual entity's head and hands. The blessed entities confirm that up to nine different ailments can be addressed in this type of procedure. I don't know how well your viewers can see that, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's probably pretty difficult to see on the camera, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, but the book is pretty easy to to get a hold of. Oh, this was uh, his first trip to the States. I went, went there. Um, that was in May of... 2006 oh no April and uh, uh, it was in Atlanta Georgia and then since then he comes every year every couple of years he's come many many times to a place called Omega in upstate New York um, and it's their their uh, it's a that's a place where they do all kinds of spiritual workshops and it's the most well attended of all that that they offer up there. Really? They put up one of those great big tents to accommodate all the people. And I think there's like, uh, they can accommodate up to 2,000 people a day. Wow. And he comes into town. He usually comes in like every September or October for three or four days. Does he only visit the U.S. or does he visit other countries as well? He, he goes uh, to different places. So I know he's been to Germany. He's been to Austria. Um can't think where else he's been but he does he is invited to other places wow you know but uh there at the casa he's there every day every week on wednesdays thursdays and fridays those okay. are his um his his days when he sits and sees all the people that come from all over and then um he also um is a rancher jim miner you know so like he doesn't charge for his work uh, because he he feels it's a gift from God, you know. So um, so he's you know supports himself, you know, in other in other ways. Yeah, removing that brain tumor would have been thousands of dollars too. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He did it completely free. I guess it's just the expense of getting down there if you're from the United States or something. Yeah, and and I I think uh, you know some people go there I think because they're healers and and um, you know. And they want to learn, and then they want to share that. And some people go um, 
just be, because they live outside of the box and they want to see the and then a lot of people go because maybe um, modern Western medicine or whatever hasn't had the answers for them. They're out of options. They're out of options. Yeah, and um, um, and this is a place where there are more options. I bet I bet a, f- a fair amount of people go and as like a desperate attempt, and they might be a little maybe a little skeptic, but at the same time open minded, like like maybe this will work, and then they do get they do get healed possibly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember on one of these um, documentaries, um, oh, there's just so many cool stories, but like um, <laughs> this this one person, uh, he seems like he was awaiting some kind of surgery and he had a friend that was at the CASA that went and asked for work to be done for him back, I guess it was here back in the States, and, um, and then before the surgery happened, a surgery happened, but not by the doctors, and so he didn't have to have the surgery. And um, and, and they 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 came in and they were like, "Where have you been? Did you leave the hospital? Did, where did you go get the surgery?" And he goes, "I've been right here," you know. And then I remember another story where uh, somebody <laughs> went down and they and they had a spiritual intervention, so they had a surgery, but they call it spiritual intervention. So there was no cutting or anything but it was done spiritually and then they came back and when they did the x-ray or whatever they they couldn't believe it because there were internal stitches what uh-huh yeah there were in internal stitches that he had done uh-huh well that had been done in the spiritual intervention when they were at the cost is that even possible in modern science no or modern medicine really no i mean how could you'd have to have an incision to be able to do the stitches. He did so, this without a, without an incision. Yes. Wow. Yes, and like when, talk when about you, a miracle. I, yeah, when so when you go, you know, when you go to read about John of God, I mean, you start to see all these books and all these videos and and all this cool stuff, and you know, and like I told you before, it's like I could write a book. And you, you should. Know? You should. You really should. Because <laughs> just the stuff I've seen, you know. Um, over the last 12, 13 um, years is pretty incredible. In fact, um, I actually went to a place um, that's no longer open anymore, but it's kind of a New Thought church years ago to see this man named Ron Rott. He had been a priest, and then he felt like his mission was bigger than just the Catholic church, so he left the church as a priest, but in good standing. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he continued to like um, support people's growth and I had a, a, a ministry called Celebration of Life out of sh- some kind of near Chicago well he, he went to the Casa and there was a brotherhood connection between he and John of God oh, wow. and I mean they were like bro- like spiritual brothers and anyway he came to St. Louis to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and healing and I'd had these horrible headaches and I was like searching for anything to find an answer and so I went to hear him talk, and on the um, on the on the break, I went out to the the tables, and there was this book, and I looked down, and it was a book about John of God, and I didn't know who he was at the time. I just remember that his eyes just like almost felt like they came alive, and they just bored into mine, and I was like, I don't know who you are, but I'm getting this book, and I know you're the answer. Wow. You know? It's like we were talking about before the podcast, like, 
That's crazy how some things you just seek out. And do you believe that was the law of attraction at work? Mm -hmm. Wow. And I believe it was an answer to my prayer. You know, like I think that when we uh, really are searching and we ask God, you know, um, for help, God answers us. Maybe not in a way we could even begin to imagine. I mean, that was in 2003. And my whole life, I mean, I, because of, Going to that, reading that book, then eventually going to Brazil, I met a whole many, many, many people who I love dearly who I would never have ever known. You know, I uh, have been exposed to a whole world I never would have known. The first day I walked onto the Casa Grounds, I felt like I was in a waking dream. It was because my energy was so dense and that energy was so high. I felt like I was almost in a dream. And now over the years I've, you know, and then, you know, I don't feel so like this is one world, that's another, you know. But I also, as I walked in into the casa, I realized I had been dreaming about that place, that I'd been there in my dreams for really? years and just never remembered it until I got there that day. Wow. And then I knew, mm, this place, you know, this is my experience. You were dreaming of this place that you had never physically been to. And did not remember that I'd been dreaming about it. So it was almost deja vu whenever you appeared there. Uh-huh. That would be one of the most surreal, just, the, I, I feel like once I once I walked up there, I'd just know I made the right decision. Yeah. Not that, I, I don't know if you had any doubts beforehand or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I was scared that. to death. Really? I mean, get on a plane, fly to Brazil, see this guy who sticks things up to his <laughs> nose, and, and with nobody I knew. And, and then people thought I was crazy, really, I mean, you know, yeah. Well, and, I admire uh, that, that you took the risk. I think that's really cool. Wanna, you know, other than the birth of my two kids, it's the best thing I ever did in my life. You know, it was, um, yeah, it, 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 it was, it's my spiritual home. And, um, you know, and, and um, you know, there are many healing modalities that are used there. And I, I feel like, like we talked about earlier, it's like there's so much pain and suffering in the world. You know, people are, I mean, just look around, <laughs> turn on the news. You know, people are just acting out, they're going crazy. And um, the shadow's coming, you know, up, you know, our inner shadow. And, and we're just, we're, people are hurting and they, they've lost their connection, you know. Um, so what values do you think that Western society, Western culture could take away from John of God? What would you implement if you, I guess, if you had the choice? Well, he's so humble. You know, his main words are, it's not I, but God who heals, like I said before. So he he always, you know, uh, you know, he knows who our maker is, you know, and where all healing comes from, you know. and And basically, I think, the work that's done there, uh, it's about um, letting letting go of all the stuff that makes us sick, which is lack of forgiveness, hatred, anger, rage, guilt, shame, uh, all the crud we all carry around. And going to the casa is about getting help, you know, spiritual help, to begin to just let go of all that. Mm -hmm. You know, and to 
remember your own divinity, remember uh, who made you, and remember that you're loved. So, to me... It's a great reminder. Yeah, the work of the Casa, John of God's mission, is to help people remember God and and um, remember that you're God's child and remember that you're loved and that um, there's all this help, grace. You know, to me that's a place of grace. You know, it's like, yeah, we have to do our part. We have to show up. We have to try to be willing to let go of our junk. And then it's like the more we do our part, the more the blessed saints, blessed entities that work through John of God can do their part. It's like we have to take a step and open the door, which allows them to take a step toward us to do the, you know, so we're working, you know, hand in hand. So they Kind of cohesively. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not like, oh, we just sit there and they do all the work. No, no, we, we have to do our part. Totally. Which means like taking responsibility for our crud, you know, and like our, our thoughts, cleaning up our thoughts. So I guess on that, on your end of the spectrum, it takes some humility, some, uh, yeah, yeah, to be hum- humble enough to admit your faults. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we, at least for me, it's like, it's like the lower your sense of self-worth, the more defended you are, you know, against looking at your stuff because you already unconsciously already feel so bad why admit you're bad, you know, that you've done bad, you know, but it's like, that place is love, you know, and, and you just start to feel it, and you start to see it, and once you know that you're loved, um, you can let go of your guilt, and your shame, and, and your insecurities, yeah, and and then you, you, you go, I'm not bad, I just made some bad choices, but I'm not bad, you know, and, um, and when you begin to feel loved and you can let go of guilt and shame and know you're okay, then you, you're, it's easier to take responsibility and make changes, you know? And that's Not be defined by your wrongful actions. Yeah, because, you know, we're all, we all mess up, you know, it's human condition, you know, but we all can change. I mean, and we have tons of help, you know, not just from the CASA, I mean, maybe our world's in a, a pretty yucky place right now but um, there's also a lot of wonderful things happening all around the planet with these spiritual teachers and really highly evolved people that are trying to help us you know help ourselves so I I think there's hope and I I know these are kind of dark times and, and I and I think it's times that have been you know prophesied and I I think so many of us are working on hard emotional stuff inside and I guess I would want to say don't give up hope you know this too shall pass and and just ask God for help and God will bring the help maybe in ways you never even thought of you know just ask you know we're all in this together absolutely and you you also had met the Dalai Lama at one point as well right yeah it's another really wonderful you know, you, did you soul. meet him just once, or did you meet him multiple times? Um, I, I didn't meet him personally, but I, I went to events, you know, where uh, I, I was... Oh, wow, okay. You know, so, again, you know, um, didn't get to be right next to him like like John of God, you know, that, but, um, um, you know, maybe set five or ten rows back when he was doing a, a, a wonderful 
practice. Um, and all the, a lot of the Tibetan monks were there too. And, and I believe like anytime you come around a, a, a master teacher, you know, like somebody who's very evolved spiritually, like the Dalai Lama or, um, you know, John of God or, you know, like somebody like a, a saint. Um, and there are like Ama, the hugging saint, or a woman hugging saint, Bratso, um, a Croatian that has a gift of gaze. You know, these beings are so evolved and they're so selfless and there's no ego and they're just pure, you know, God just purely coming through them and they're all about helping humanity. Just pure altruism, pure love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no ego. They're just, they totally just surrendered to the light and love of God and that's the word I use. Somebody else might use another word, you know, um, source, um, you know, there's all different kinds of words for God and all different kinds of traditions, you know. So, but I think what they all have in common is that they just have let go of their ego, their, you know, their human self, and just open their self to, to let the divine, that love, come through them to help others. Absolutely. And when, when you come into the sphere of, of somebody like that, you know, um, I think you're lifted up just because their vibration is so high. You know, you it's like just being in their presence elevates you, you know, and... I totally believe that. I think, I think people have a lot of influence over you, like who you surround yourself with and people that are going to be at that, that higher state of consciousness, it's contagious in a very positive way. So I, I can totally understand that. I think I think human beings are extremely receptive to each other and who we like emotionalize with. So if you were to just be in the presence of somebody like the John of God or the Dalai Lama, like I, I couldn't even imagine being in like the presence of somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um I think they impact you even more with their energy, you know, than they do with their words. You know, and John of God doesn't speak English, so I w wouldn't know what he was teaching me, even if he was teaching me with words. But it, it's, uh, you know, nonverbal communication, I think, is 70, 80% of our communication. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know the exact step, but it's like, it's uh, these high beings, you know, they, they just, they vibrate and we're elevated, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool how, uh, especially with the impact of the internet, I think it's really interesting how somebody who doesn't speak our language can have such a massive impact on your life. That's really interesting. I mean, I, mine, this is not a, even a comparison to John, John of God, but uh, like Lionel Messi, like he's just through his actions. And he can, like if I wanted to sit down and have a face-to-face -face conversation with him, he's the greatest soccer player, in my opinion, to ever live. And he's he's had an impact on my life, and just watching him play, it's so beautiful to me. But we couldn't even communicate if we wanted to. We need a translator. We need a third party there. Yeah, yeah. But um, like we were talking earlier, also uh, Swami G, another you know great being you know in India. What um, was the name again? Swami G. Yeah, that's his nickname. It's a very long name, and I don't want to say because I'm afraid I'll mess it up. I think it's like <laughs> some like Paramahansa Yogananda. I'm not sure, I, you know, but I call him Swamiji. And um, he's in India, and he has a huge following, and he's a master teacher too. But he talks about, you know, uh, the, the 
people will listen to your words, but what changes them is your behavior. You know, it's your your actions. Like, um, you know, how are you? And so I think like that kind of fits to what you're saying about the soccer player too. It's like we're constantly teaching people, and yeah, maybe we teach with our words, but like we teach also with how we're living. You know, and like so he's been. The, you know, we wouldn't know a word that he said, it sounds like, but he's taught you, he's impacted you with his life and how he's lived it, correct? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. So, would you, would you like to talk about the crystal bed? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sure. So, at the Casa, of course, there's many, many ways that people receive healings, you know, um, spiritual interventions, setting in the current room, which is a room where um, people meditate together, um, going to the sacred waterfall, drinking water that's been blessed by the Blessed Entities, and then the crystal bed. Um, and the uh, crystal bed looks like a piece of medical equipment, you know. Maybe it kind of does, now you say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it, 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 it stands and it has these arms, and on the end of each arm is a a vocal cut crystal um, and and there's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that line up over your chakras, your energy centers in your body and I flip a little switch and uh, light of different colors that are correlated with the colors of your chakras shines through. So oh really? I didn't know I didn't know that was why they had, uh, had different, different colors. colors? Yeah. 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 So there are different colors correlated with the energy centers in our body. And so when you're, uh, the crystal, crystal bed, it sounds kind of misleading. It's not really a bed. You lay on a massage table with the crystals over you, and they do an alternating pattern, you know, of the, of the colored lights with your energy centers, which cleanses and clears and aligns your energy center. And when, when your chakras are clean and clear and moving in the right way, it affects uh, also your physical body, you know. So... Um, um, working with the, the crystals, um, you know, can help you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And um, probably the, the, the greatest gift, like I shared with you earlier, of the crystal bed is, is the, the spiritual part of it. Because um, I'm a daughter of the Casa, which means that... Um, I have aligned my life mission with John and God's mission. So I totally believe in what he's doing for the world and the way that he's doing it. And um, um, I, I also um, want to share about his work so that if people feel called to go see him, you know, they can. Um, and then many of us all around the world have been given permission to bring crystal beds back to our locale. Um, because... Um, when you're under the under the crystals, I feel like it's kind of like a little stargate. It's like I can talk and talk and talk about the casa, um, but to try to really explain an experience that can't be explained with words, um, you know, it's very limit limiting. But when you're under the the crystals, you actually have an experience, or you can, and that's individual for each person. And even with the same person, if they do the crystal bed many different times, each experience can be different. Um, but the, to me, the power of, of a crystal bed 
session is that all those blessed beings that are connected with John and God and his mission that love us so much they're trying to help us evolve here um, and clear off whatever we need to clear off so we can remember who we are. All those beings love love all of us. And when you say, okay, yeah, I, I want to connect in, you know, and choose to do a, a crystal bed session, many times you're going to feel um, the presence of those beings, you know, and they're helping you um, because you free will have said yes, you know. They don't interfere with free will. Um, but so you have to accept it. Yeah, you have to say, yes, I, I would like the help of this particular collective bunch, you know. Um, you know, and and because um, they follow God's laws, they're not going to interfere with our free will. You know, do you say yes? Then they'll work with you with whatever it is that your soul is most needing, and you may or may not be conscious of that. But they work for your highest good in alignment with the will of God. You know, and so sometimes people have mystical experiences. You know. Um, mystical. Sometimes people go into deep sleep. Sometimes uh, people have huge releases. They may um, remember something that happened back in childhood that they hadn't resolved that comes up. And Sometimes people feel uh, they're visited by those they've lost and they feel like they're right there and they have a communication. Those that have died and passed on, I've had that experience. Um, sometimes people feel Jesus you know, wow. um, sometimes uh, people actually feel like someone's at their feet or brushing their cheek or being lifted up. Um, it's very powerful. And uh, sometimes uh, after a session, uh, people will go home and they'll sleep for 12 hours or 24 hours. Wow. You know, so I, I say to people, I say, um, before anybody does a crystal bed treatment, I always have a talk with them, you know, so they understand John and God, where the crystal bed comes from, the power of, of the session, and that it's, there's no coincidence who comes to the crystals. It's people who, you know, really are serious about wanting to, to do some healing or shift or change, you know, uh, and, and, it, and I let them know it could be a very powerful thing. You know, so usually I, I tell people if they're going to come during the day, don't go back to work that day, uh -huh. you know, uh, or don't plan a big night out, you know, um, have a very quiet time because I cannot predict. Sometimes people will leave and they'll feel energized and happy and some of their pain will be gone. Sometimes people will be so tired they can hardly wait to get home and get to bed. And I can never predict because it's not up to me, it's up to God. Right. You know, and that person's soul about what is going to happen you know, in that session. It's all in the realm of possibilities, wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, power. So how long is, uh, like, a typical healing session? Um, well, I'm a, a licensed clinical social worker, so... Hey, what? I, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, so, like, different people with crystal beds do their sessions different ways. Each of us do it according to how we're led. For me, like, when I do a session, I... I sit with a person for a while, you know, and kind of do a little counseling or mentoring maybe just to kind of well, make sure they understand what they're saying yes to. And then um, also just to see if they have something that they want to identify that they want to work on, you know. Um, and then generally um, um, 
they'll get into the crystals and, and I will go and sit in the room and pray my rosary, um, you know, while they're under the crystals. Um, and it, it could be 20 minutes. Um, it could be 30 minutes. It could be 40 minutes. Usually it's somewhere between 30 to 40 minutes for the first time. Um, and generally I think the average is about 40 minutes. For people who are real used to the energy, because I have some people that come regularly, because uh, it's a spiritual path through them, they may do a whole hour. But I'd say probably more common is you're under the crystals anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Well, I, I would love to try it sometime. I would like for you to, Jordan. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> I would like for you to. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great gift, you know, the crystals. And to have it here in my home, you know, for the past 11 years. You said only three in St. Louis now? The last, there was one woman who had one here, but then I think she moved to Israel with hers. I know there was another woman, and then I have one, and then a friend of mine. Um, so if there are more than three here in St. Louis, I, I'm not aware. There could okay. be, because John of God is becoming much more well-known. Right. Know? I know there's a couple in Cape Girardeau, um, but they're all over the world now, you know. And um, in fact... If anybody is watching this that lives in another, another state and has an interest in a uh, crystal bed uh, session, um, you would go to Abajanya Portal, and that's A-B-A-D-I-A-N-I-A -A -A Portal. Um, and that, a, a friend of mine who's the director of the CASA, uh, he has a, this is a website. And it has many things about the casa on there. Oh, that's my little cat, honey. <laughs> Say hi. Um, and um, um, it also has a section crystal beds. And then you can put in uh, your state, and it will show you uh, uh, who has a work the crystal beds are in your particular state. So yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a um, yeah. That's and a cool portal for you to take I, a look at too. I. I think you told me before that they're more popular on the East Coast and West Coast, right? Um, I think there's a lot more crystal beds on the East and West Coast, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder whether, I guess, it's not as common in the Midwest for whatever reason, or... Yeah, probably, yeah, I'm not, not, not sure why that would be. I don't know. Maybe they're just a little more, you know, outside of the box, less conservative. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that, that will change, too, you know. So, um, but... But I know there are a lot in California. You know? I can see that. I can see that. Probably, probably just the correlation between how many people meditate and cause I know meditation seems to be a lot more common over in Cali. So yeah, yeah, a lot of hippies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. when you describe the entities, what do you what do you mean by entities, or how would you describe them if you? I I, I would imagine that they're indescribable. Yeah. Um, well, entity. Um, is a spiritual being, you know, a uh, being that's uh, not in physical form. Or, um, and entities, I think, a, a, maybe a word used more in Portugal. It may have a bit of a negative connotation up here, um, but it's, um, but I, I've shifted through that. It, it's just a spiritual being, you know, and um, so there are many different entities that incorporate. Uh, in John of God. They're all masculine. He doesn't incorporate any um, feminine entities. Um, 
and um, some of them were saints in their day, like Saint Ignatius, Saint Xavier, uh, Saint Francis of Assisi. Um, uh, many of them were uh, doctors, um, you know, in their time, uh, with different specialties, and um, so. And and in addition to all those uh, blessed entities who incorporate through John of God, there are hundreds of thousands of other spiritual beings that are also assisting that may not necessarily incorporate. And um, um, and so, like when someone is walking in front of the entity, you know, the minute they walk into the room, like there may be someone right in front of him, but at the same time, because there's all this help, the one that's walking in back there, they know immediately what all's going. They can see their their whole Akashic record, like every everything that's been going on with them in the past, what their soul's lessons are, how it's manifesting physically, their karma, all that, and how they can best intervene, and which entity, you know, might need to work through John of God to help them. Right. And so, like, so sometimes people, you know, come up and it's their first time, and they energy just waves them on, and they're like, oh, what am I, well, they don't realize it's like, because the one that's incorporated at that moment isn't the one to, and they'll say, come back at two o'clock, you know, because they'll they'll know a different entity will be there, and that's the one that will be there to help, but if you're new, you don't understand all this stuff. Right, right. So, but they Don't have, take it personally. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and plus, um, everybody thinks, oh, you got to go in front of John of God, you got to go in front of John of God. But the thing is, there are so many blessed entities working. They're working with you all the time. You know, like, um, um, they're all around, not just, you know, working you know, in John of God. You know, like, I, I on one documentary, this guy's walking down the street, and all of a sudden, there's this incision <laughs> happening across his chest, you know. And uh, and stuff like that, you know. And he wasn't standing in front of John or God, and he wasn't in the intervention room. Could he feel it? Yeah, he could see it. He saw the blood coming through his. You know, he had an intervention. You know. Wow. Um, um, and and sometimes people have interventions. Um, you know, on the plane, on the way down there, or sometimes, uh, for example, I'll, my first ex- uh, I went and saw Ron Roth. You know, saw the book, got the book. You know waited a year, was on Ron Roth's newsletter. He sent out, oh, my guides are Bob Dinga and Diana Rose, who have been taking trips down there for over 15 years. Um, and they're my godparents now. Um, well, I I finally, after a year, after seeing Ron Roth, decided to give him a call and um, um, talked with Bob, and uh, who was my tour guide, you know, he and Diana took me down the first time in 2005 and then again in 2006 and have nurtured me and nourished me spiritually ever since then. I'm the, the greatest people in the world <laughs> um, and um, very, very well known at the Casa um, in California for anybody who might be watching that's in California. Um, but um, Bob had had a retina disease that nothing could be done for. He did everything. Nothing could be done. At, at finally got to the point, and he heard about John of God, and um, um, long story short, uh, was was uh, was healed of his his retina, you know the the issue through going to the casa. So he was unable to see before that. Uh, he had a rare disease of the retina, and he was going blind. Oh wow! Yes, 
Yes, and uh, he went down there um, the first time and um, did not follow the directions. And there are very specific directions. Uh, it's very serious. You know, even if the intervention is spiritual, it's like having a, a physical. But a lot of people don't understand that because what you can't see, you know. Um, and um, so, he, and he'll tell you, he, he didn't follow the directions. And he went sightseeing and everything else when you're supposed to lay down with your eyes closed for 24 hours after surgery. Well, after he went traveling the countryside, and didn't follow, he didn't feel good. When he went home, his eyesight got worse, you know. And, um, um, and it's a beautiful story. But um, he eventually found his way back. And I had to stay and, and go back many times and was transformed not only physically but, you know, spiritually and, um, and, and you know, re received a sight back over time. And, as, and through that experience became very connected with the Casa. And, you know, now he and Diana have taken hundreds, probably thousands of people to the Casa over the last 15, close to 20 years. Wow. You wow. know, it changed his life. Like taking them there personally or just directed them in that direction? No, taking them. Uh, some of us, um, you know, they're really connected. We may choose to bring back the crystal bed, you know, and that's how we can share, you know, that energy and that healing with people um, right in our locale. But some of us also choose to, like, take people there uh, to the casa for, for their heal, you know, for healing on whatever level. Uh -huh. And Bob and Diana, I mean, that is their their total mission you know I do also I mean I'm a mother and I do hospice social work and that's my job but I also on occasion take people to the casa but Bob and Diana take people there like four times a year and there are many people all around the planet that are doing that you know and then there are some of us that might go once a year or every other year and take people um, and not and not everybody needs to get to the wants to go to the casa or needs to go to the casa but wants to experience that energy so they might do it through the crystal bed or um, some people choose to send their photo you know and when your photo is presented in front of the entity it's just like you being there and that's how I went the first time and about 30% of the people may get an X which means you really need to come which is what happened to me and um, and I don't know how I kind of went off on a little but back to, I called Bob, and he was telling me about the casa, and I'm like, well, send me a video about that, and um, I, th I think I'm going, you know, and he's like, well, we can take your picture. I'm like, okay, well, I'll send you my picture. You take my picture down. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that X, which I did, um, but in the meantime, send me a video. So I watched the video. And it's John of God doing those surgeries, and I'm like, ooh, because oh. the energy, it's more than the, it's the energy, ooh, the stuff that's being released. And I was like, ooh, it was intense, and he was looking at me out of that TV, you know, when I was watching it, and it was a call, you know, little did I know. I went to bed that night. I woke up in the middle of the night. I was above my body, I was looking down at my body. There was a ring of beings with me, and all of a sudden I went, oh my gosh, you're those ones, aren't you? You're those ones that work with John of God, and you're working on me, you know? Wow. And uh, I'm like, oh, but I'm up here, and 
and it just freaked me out. You had an out-of-body you know? experience. I did. I did. With the entities, right? Yeah. yeah. That was the after. That was my first. Yeah. And I it freaked me out, and um, um, I slammed back down into my body, and I felt like I weighed a thousand pounds. I felt so heavy. Uh, when I came back Why? in... Why? Because you felt so light out of your body? I guess. It was like coming back in and I, I'm like... I cried for three days. Non-stop. And I think it was because something that they helped release emotionally, but also like being in... not in your body and then coming back into your body was hard. You know? Uh, I don't know that it would be the same as like a near-death experience, but... It was really hard to come back, you know, into, it was so physical, it just weighed so much. Right, you know? right, so restraining probably. Yeah. Well, but it was a, like the out-of-body experience of it that was extremely, like, liberating for you. Mm. It, yeah. If I hadn't, it was initially if I hadn't then gotten freaked out, you know, in the beginning I'm like, oh, wow, and you must be those beings, and oh, and you've been <laughs> helping me out, and then I looked down, I'm like, oh, there I am, I'm like, oh, you know, and I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm out of my body, does that mean I'm going to, you know, <laughs> and then I slammed back in, you know, and um, yeah, and that was my first, like, real, you know, and I, and then when I, the next day, I'm like, oh, I know I'm getting that X, <laughs> and sure enough, you know, when Bob and Diana came back, they sent me my photo back, and I was like, well, you got the X, come on down to the casa. There you go, there you go. <laughs> and I, you know, that was in October of 2004 that that happened and then I got to the CASA for the first time in August of 2005. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much a sign from God at that point. That's crazy. Well, and the thing is, it's it, it sounds maybe kind of ex- extraordinary, but really, everybody has those experiences. Like, I mean, their own. I mean, every, but, I mean, because miracles are for everybody, and right. the cost is for everybody, and God wants to help us all. And um, and somebody once said, when you go to the casa, don't take a thimble. Mm-hmm. You know, open like up to somebody's getting back home to everything that you know is there. You know, um, take a dump truck to fill yourself up with the blessings and the miracles. Right. Right. So, oh, yep, we got. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Hi girls. We're still doing our podcast here. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, everybody has those experiences, you know, they, they look different, everybody has their own story or stories to tell, but, I mean, you know, God's miracles aren't, can't be, they're not limited, you know. Not limited, just, just you, or just that person, they're everybody. Yeah, and, and not just one, you know, I mean, I think that's the nature of God, is constantly giving and giving beyond our wildest, you know, dreams or expectations because the love is, like, infinite, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I guess some people choose to reject those as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe they're just not ready or maybe they're so wounded that they're just scared, you know? I can see that, being afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, pretty wild stuff. Some people know? are... Afraid of the unknown, the unexplained. Makes sense. Well, and and maybe that's not everybody's path, you know. I mean, and God's so vast that, you know, there's so many different paths. So, like, you know, 
this path is for some people, you know. Right. Um, and there may be other paths that are for other people, and, like, God's handling it all, so. That's fine. Yeah. It is the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you said that you felt, and this is in the pamphlet or the article that you sent me beforehand. Oh, uh uh-huh. You said that you felt as if you were on a higher dimensional frequency when walking through Casa Gates. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that exactly? Um, Just the the energy, the the vibe of of being there and the the presence of the Casa Gates. Yeah, um, I guess um, that's a house of love. You know, and um, so it's kind of like I told you when I first walked in, I, I realized I'd been dreaming about the place for years and hadn't really, and I felt like I was in a, a waking dream, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I Like, um, I guess it's because, like, what happens at the Casa through grace is, like, uh, all this, this, the emotions that uh, keep us in lower frequency, like... Uh, hurt and sadness and anger and guilt and shame whatever you know it is that we carry around as humans carry a lot of stuff around it starts to get released you know and um and what's left then is our true nature which is love and so when when you um aren't carrying as much dense energy or all these lower emotions Mm -hmm. then you begin to vibrate at a higher frequency you begin to feel more buoyant, more light, more joyful, more free. It only that only makes know? sense too. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. And and that's the casa. The casa is about letting you release, dump all your garbage. You know, let it go. You know, and be who you really are. You know. Um, Jesus says, you can do this in greater than I. He, that's our birthright, is to uh, walk that way, live that way. Live, right. Live, you know, and I think we're headed that way, all of us, you know. And, um, yeah, and, yeah, so to me, that it's like, uh, it's just higher. It's just faster. It's a higher frequency. Yeah, that place, you know. Just letting go of all that emotional baggage, all that jealousy, all that hatred, superstition. Yeah, all that keeps you from peace, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And the weird thing is, I notice people start to look younger. Really? And it occurred to me, well, what is it that ages us? What is disease? Dis-ease. I think what ages us is all that, you know. All the negative emotions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm begins to show up in our faces and in our bodies. Absolutely. You know? And so, when you begin to let go of holding on to money or people or whatever you're dependent on, you know, huh. or you begin to let go of that anger, maybe it leaves your face, you know? And and uh, it's like when you start to walk, like, in joy and love, you, I just, I, I, you just... People just start looking younger, you know. At least that was my observation. That's you know? so true. That's so true. And like, the first time I went, I had three surgeries, three interventions. That's the most I ever had in one time. Well, until this last one, um, I was baptized at the Casa this past summer, which meant a oh, fuller, fuller, fuller alignment even. But um, like, uh, 
these interventions. I mean, they really clear stuff. And then it's like people glow. It's almost like, well, what are we really? We're light, you know? And what is it that covers our light, you know, our crud? And by light, you mean love? Like, we're light. We're, that's the substance that we're made of is light, you know, light. And so when you clear off garbage, all that's not light, you know. It allows it to shine through. Yeah, and people just, they start, I mean, people glow, (laughs) I think. It's like a, yeah, you you can think of people in your life, you know, the ones that kind of glow. Absolutely. You know. And on the other end of the spectrum, you see the people that, I mean, have you ever heard the expression like a resting bitch face? Like where somebody, they just naturally have like a mean looking face where you can tell oh. they, they've allowed a lot of negativity, a lot of negative energy to kind of consume their being. Yeah. It, I had not heard that, but yeah, wow. I mean, because I think we wear our thoughts in our bodies, you know. Yeah, and, and not only conscious, maybe of the subconscious and the unconscious thoughts, too, you know? And Yeah, true. Yeah, that we don't even know. We don't even know what we don't know until we know it. The you interior know? projects itself onto the exterior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the answer to it all is love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we uh, all could need a little bit more of that. This world could need a little bit more love. Just like you were saying, like people like John of uh, John of God and the Dalai Lama that are going to project their love out to the world, like mm-hmm. in a very uh, heightened state of consciousness type of way. I think, I, like we were talking about before the podcast, I think it's really cool how the internet gives us this outlet, this opportunity to reach a mass number of people that we've never been able to reach before. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, I think love is what's going to shine through and that's the the information that people are going to start to absorb more of is is just more of a loving culture because mm-hmm. it, it feels good and i think yeah, yeah. i think it's going to be contagious and it's just going to grow exponentially yeah like the hundredth monkey the hundredth yeah. monk i've never heard of that hundredth before monkey yeah was... monkey okay yeah, i was yeah. thinking monk <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's a> monkey. <laughs> the monkey. that'd be cool too though <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. And, um, well, like, you know, you mentioned John of God and the Dalai Lama and, um, like Mother Teresa, you know, like, um, you can just feel who they are when you're around them or you see them or you can just feel, like, their consciousness is just like, it, they don't even have to use words, it, who they are, what they stand for, what you know what they're it just speaks louder than words the power of presence yeah 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 absolutely yeah and it, like you were saying earlier like we we all know that person that maybe they're extremely gregarious charismatic that whenever they walk into the the room their optimism their positive energy just shines through and it's so contagious mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. it, we're just so receptive to that it kind of just changes the energy of the room as a whole mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember oh, way back when somebody said something about Jesus' aura, you know, his energy field, like, it extended, I don't know, miles. Oh, I bet. You know, because to me, he is the greatest person that's ever walked on our, you know, planet. So can you imagine what being in that field would have been like, oh, you know? It's unimaginable. It yeah, really yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I bet you could do a better job than I could at, at imagining it. Oh, no. <laughs> Just, I mean, being in the presence of, of the Dalai Lama, of John of God, like, I'm sure that's only a fraction of Jesus's, but... Yeah. Which, that reminds me, I want to show that the face of this one other person, too. I know we're mo mostly focusing on John of God, but... Yeah, absolutely. Um, is it the, the bottom one? Yeah. This is Bratso. He's also a world-renowned healer, B-R-A-C-O, and um, his gift is his presence, which he offers through his gaze. Here, I'll hold both of these books up yeah. close if you don't mind. Here. Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, you can continue talking. So that that's my favorite book about John of God, which you can get just, right you here. know, I'm sure off of Amazon, lots of and then, And then this is a, a, a picture of... Um, um, Bratso, uh, he's from Croatia, and he also oh, has really? been world-renowned. Um, he's a little younger. I think he's, I don't know, probably in his 40s. And um, um, through his gift, just like with John and God, through his gift, people are... <laughs> what are you doing, honey? Uh, people, you know, experience transformation physically mentally emotionally spiritually because you were saying before the podcast you, you were saying that we um, that he would just he has these live streams through oh yeah yeah and and um, what that's one of the things I love about uh, Amara excuse me I'm gonna have my daughter come and get my gregarious cat can you come and get, <laughs> get honey please <laughs> um, yeah um, I'm going to take my kitty cat to my daughter. Come here. Come here. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Would you just take her to your chair? Yeah, because she's just kind of going a little bit. Um, how do you just like... Um, let's see. What was... Oh, yeah. So, Brasso. So, you can find out about Brasso by going to brasso-tv.me and um, in the last few years um, like usually three days a month he live streams from Croatia and um, what they have learned is that it's just as powerful that his gift through the live stream as it is in person um, and in fact um, yeah, people have instantaneous physical healings too with him um wow. it's just a he just and the really interesting thing is um i've gone to see Bratzo in new york and in california a few times over the last mm, seven eight years and uh um i'll, I'll go to a Bratzo event and i'll see people wearing the triangle which is john of god's symbol which signifies um love service and truth and, and then I'll go down to the Casa and I'll see people wearing Brazzo symbol, which is the sun, which is the um, um, giving. The sun is eternally giving. And that's Brazzo symbol. So both these healers tend to draw the same crowd, you know, similar consciousness. Makes so, sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's just, uh, uh, you know, another person that I really, um, yeah feel um, is doing a wonderful um, work for the planet. And in fact, the United Nations honored him with a little peace poll a few years ago, uh, which is a great honor for the work that he's doing for the planet. That's so. really cool that they're gonna they're going to recognize that 
and the work that he's doing as well. Yeah, yeah. So especially somebody as big as the, or not somebody, but the, the United Nations. That's huge. Yeah, he came and gazed for them. Really? So, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. like to see that. Like, because especially, like, if you think about it from, like a, like, a skeptic point of view, like, that's crazy that somebody can just, just, just gaze, just gaze into a camera, basically, and... I mean, they, what did they say? The the eyes are like the portal to the spirit, or something mm -hmm. regarding that, and that it's just that powerful that people will actually watch it. Like I would, I would love to observe. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can. Um, this coming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, this month in January, uh, he. You just go to the brotsville-tv.me, and usually in our time zone, I think it starts like at either at ten or eleven. So like from the top of the hour, like from. 10 to about 10:20, they'll have different speakers like psychiatrists, doctors, just just different people that come and speak and give wonderful spiritual knowledge, high vibration people. And then sometimes they'll have people who've had healing speak. They'll show a video. There's been many movies made about him, just like John of God. And then uh, he comes out and and uh, gazes, and he doesn't align himself with any religious ideology. He doesn't try to explain. Um, he just offers his love, you know, his gift. And he says, uh, uh, um, I just come to ignite the flame in you that's also in you. Like, so he, he's already ignited, you know. He, he, to me, he's, you know, just enlightened being, you know. And, and, and he just wants that for all of us, which is our birthright, you know. And just like we were talking before, these high masters, they have a certain consciousness in just their field, you know. And in this case, the gauge, you know. And it, I think it activates our own growth, you know. And uh, we all have the potential, you know, to be just, I believe, you know. Like to be at that state of consciousness. Yes, I believe we all, we all have that. Now, you know? there's... So you're, you're kind of saying there's nothing exclusive, there's nothing special about... Obviously, they're special, but they're, they're anybody, anybody can do it. Yeah. Wow. we're Because we're all children of God, so none of us are any more special than anybody else, you know? I we're all equally well. special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I like the, <laughs> the, the way you phrased that at the end. Yeah. So, you stated... You stated uh, that religion, of uh, the religion of Casa was love, like a universal religion. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that our purest form of consciousness is also love? Mm -hmm. I believe so as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, some of the other, um, like, high, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, gratitude. Like, that's something that really... Um, can, can lift your consciousness is like practicing a state of gratitude, you know, and appreciation. Um, you know, um, um, like right now I'm, I'm reading a book for the second time by a lady named Catherine Ponder. I think she wrote this book in the 60s. Um, she was, I think, part, maybe connected with the Unity Movement. Um, but she's written a lot of books, but this book's called The Prospering Power of Love, you know. And she just talks about, like, love, you know, and our affirmations. It, it, it can change any situation. And she 
you know, uh, she gives uh, hundreds of examples of people who use these principles that she was teaching effectively, you know, to change their relationships, to change their yucky job situations, to change their money situation, you know, just affirming the good and affirming God's love and affirming the prospering power of love. So, yeah, I, I do think, you know, love is love, peace, gratitude, you know, those are all, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I, on that note, I, I think that, uh, like you said, I think practicing gratitude, that that's to be noted that it's a skill. It's a skill that you, needs to be implemented and practiced frequently because I've realized that you can get better. You can be better at appreciating what you have in your life. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I mean, it, as natural as it should come to us, it's something that you, you have to improve upon. You have to keep growing at. And there's there's a certain power that comes with that. Yeah, like a snowball. Like, because it's not, I don't think it's the status quo. It's not what we've been taught, you know. In a, um, Especially so in Western culture. I mean, a lot, a lot of capitalism, a lot of consumer-based societies are going to be reliant on you not being completely satisfied, completely content with what's in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's always that, you know. Um, yeah. I would agree with that. It, yeah, we have a very uh, insatiable culture. Yeah. Always looking out there. <laughs> totally. But home's here. <laughs> true, true. Within, within. <laughs> yeah, Jesus said it. Yeah, kingdom of heaven is within. So. Awesome. Well, do you, do you have anything else you'd like to discuss? Um... I guess um, just to say if, if people would have any interest in this, I would love for them to um, be able um, to contact me. You know, if, if um, they would want more information about John and God, if they would um, want information about Crystal Beds, where they could find them if they're not here in this state, um, if they would want information about how to go to the CASA, or if they wanted to send their photo to the CASA, is that something like I could give information about that you could give it verbally right now and Uh what I can also do for you is uh, put it in the description on any platform that I'm going to release this out on oh okay cool and I I can put it in the description like follow and whatever your choice like email uh, if you have any social media you'd like them to contact you on anything oh okay I um I'm kind of in the dark ages with social media. I'm probably the only one on the planet that doesn't Facebook yet. And I don't have a website, but that's something I want to get to. But I do have an email, and I do have a phone. And I guess the, the one other thing, um, I do have one more thing I would like, like to share about the uh, herbs. So, oh, absolutely, Of yeah. course, like, not, not everybody can um, go to the CASA, but a lot of people want to experience um, maybe the crystal bed, but they also would like to have their their photo go, you know. And um, what do you mean by photo go? Uh, um, so, um, like a lot of times when I go to the casa, not only do I take people physically with me, but I might take ten or fifteen photos of people uh, also that that are not going, but I take their photo, um, and um, and then I go in front of the blessed entity with these photos. And that's the way I went the first time with Bob and Diana. 
was my photo went down and then I got oh, the X, really? you know. Okay. And so the blessed entity, in your photo you're dressed all in white because that's the best way for the entities to be able to read your field. Purest form. Because they see you as a holographic image, you know. And so they scan, they see what's needed, and then they uh, bless these herbs, um, which you take uh, for uh, about mm, six, seven weeks. Um, one in the morning, one in the night. To kind of cleanse you internally? Well, each, when they scan the photo, then, then the, the blessing and energy dispensation is, is placed into the herbs, and so it's only for you. You know, uh, it, it, it wouldn't affect anybody else, you know. Um, and I've had, I've had, uh, when my photo first went down, you know, I was having issues with the head. Um, this was why I eventually went down. Cause with headaches? Severe headaches. But when I got on the herbs that Bob and Diana brought back for me that first time, I had issues with my knees and different other things going on that I didn't even think to ask about, uh -huh. which went away. <laughs> Maybe start taking the herbs. Yeah, my pain in my knees. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's like don't take a thimble, take a. Um, and so, like uh, when you take the herbs, though, you have to follow dietary protocols. So, um, while you're on the herbs, nothing hot or spicy, and no alcohol and no fertilized eggs, which most eggs aren't. But it's like a. Uh, a farmer's eggs, like if you, if you see the little red dot in the, that uh -huh. means it's been fertilized. So it's a pretty easy Really? Protocol. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty pretty easy, uh, well, for some people, easy protocol. For others, you know, now if it had been chocolate or coffee I had to give up, that would have been a, but, um, <laughs> but, um, and, and so they're working, it, uh, it's an energy modality, just like the crystal bed, just like what the What does that mean, water. energy modality? It's working, um, energy imbued um, just like when you're under the crystals it's working with you energetically working with your energy centers your chakras when you're drinking the blessed water it's working with your energy your emotions your thought when you're taking the herbs um, just all different ways that the blessed entities work um, and so, so I, I often bring back uh, people that may not ever go to the casa but they they um, you know their picture goes and they and they found the herbs and um some people have some pretty you know miraculous experiences with the herbs too so another book um, um i'm trying to think if there's any anyone's story yes uh one lady uh we sent uh, uh her photo down um i think it was with bob and diana and she had uh fractured her knee I think it was uh, and it was going to be a very long six month I think healing three month four month five six long healing process um, she she got the herbs started taking them immediately like just got so tired she just basically had to lay down on the couch for like three days she began to feel the presence of someone with her working on her knee and lots of other things, and giving her lots of information. And so she finally said, well, who are you, you know? And was told, St. Ignatius. And um, long story short, she went back for a checkup, and the doctor's like, what did you do? You know? No way. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Completely cured or like I think, partially cured? Uh, we were going back two or three years, but I, I can't remember. I think, it, I don't know. Wow. I'm not going to say it was completely, totally, but like 
if it wasn't completely totally, it was way speeded up, like to amaze the doctor. And that, and she never went to the casa, never, got, you know, didn't do the Christmas. It was just this, you know. So they work. I mean, they're not limited. They just work however they work with us, you know. Right. Yeah. So, because they want to help us, you know. So. That's interesting. So, are there any like uh, almost like euphoric effects, or is it just? Oh, oh, the, uh, actually, I'll show you. Um, so, um, so inside the the capsule is it's Passiflora, which is Passion of Christ, a herb, and um, and it has. Uh, and and to be clear, are these like specified to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so it's got Passiflora in this capsule, and you take one in the morning, one in the night. The the passiflora is the carrier, but the real power of it is the blessing. You know, when the end sees your picture and blesses the herbs for you. So each bottle of herbs is specific for, you know, the user. That's right. Wow. Because of the yeah, and the um, but the passiflora itself, flower of, I, I passiflora passion flower, which is it's connected with Jesus, um um. It has like a, oh, maybe just a slight calming effect, you know, if there's any kind of, uh, it has, it's so, so, and and sometimes when people first take the herbs, just like when they first do the crystal bed, they can feel real sleepy, you know, but that's not really the, the, the herb, that's the blessing. Yeah. So often one of the effects of when the entities are really working with you is you just feel real tired for a few days, so. But that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> so. yeah, apparently, if you're going to pass out for three days, and then yeah, yeah, there tomorrow. you go, there you go, yeah. So, yeah, so I think I, thank you. Um, I think I've um, shared a lot about things that are important to me and um, good work that's going on around the world. And, and maybe, you know, some people will, I, I guess, just mostly from my heart, I would just say, Oh my gosh, you know, I've been through some of my own dark times. Like the Blessed Indies, they don't only just work with us physically, but they work with us emotionally. And, and uh, I've struggled many years with depression, anxiety, and um, the Blessed Indies have really, really helped me with that. And I, I guess they just have a message of hope. So if any of you are ever watching, you know, this at some point, if you feel like you're in a a dark place where there's you know no way out know that there is there's always a way out and all you have to do is ask God and God will help you and he'll make the way out known whether it's through a friend or a stranger or uh, a, a John of God or there's always a way you know so uh, no matter how dark it seems um, don't don't ever lose hope and even when you don't feel like there's hope or you don't feel like you're loved, know that, I just want you to know that you are, like that footprint's in the sand, that's when you're being carried, when you feel maybe the most alone, and, and to know that you're not the only one that goes through that, there are many, many, many people, especially right now, that are going through that, so, always have hope. That was a good, good send-off. Yeah, so thank you very and much. That, that'll always, any, any dark times will pass, it can only be temporary. Yeah. It's nothing's permanent. That's right. This too shall pass. The only thing constant is change. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Only counts. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if you guys if you guys made it this far, I really appreciate your time. Uh, check. Yeah, I'll put those links in the bio. Just send me anything that uh, you'd like to be put in the bio. I guess your email. Okay. You said your yeah. phone, but I, I would not recommend putting your phone. Okay. Over. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I take your recommendation seriously. <laughs> Some so. weird people out there. Uh. Right <laughs> okay. Yeah. My email is uh, Cheryl S H I R L thirty at att dot net, and eventually I hope to have a website up and running too. So. Awesome. Very okay. cool. Thank well, you again. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.